Hello, and welcome to another magnificent episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, and today we're going to be talking about putting the self under pressure. first started doing purposeful self-development around 10 years ago. Can't believe it's been that long. But yeah, uh, 10 years ago, I've been involved in self-development purposefully. And during that time, I've met a whole bunch of people who are also on the journey of improving themselves. And one thing I noticed in a lot of people, and I'm no exception to this, is the tendency to put unnecessary amounts of pressure on themselves. Sometimes, uh, many times actually, people think that if they can just put themselves under more pressure, that they'll be able to get motivated to do things. And, you know, sometimes that can work. And I talked about the concept of negative motivation quite a bit ago on the show And putting pressure on yourself is one example of negative motivation. But unfortunately, you know, many people do this the wrong way and they do this constantly. So what it does is generate a whole bunch of unnecessary inner tension. And over time, this makes you a miserable and unhappy person where everything just becomes a drag. Everything just becomes a chore, and there's no life in anything. And of course, that's no way to live. So where does this pressure come from? How is it generated? Well, I think pressure can come from external sources like parents, peers, and other people who are telling you, you should do this and you should do that. That's one source of pressure. But I believe internally and individually, pressure comes from the gap of where you are right now in any area to where you want to be. And the larger this gap is, the more tension you'll feel and the more pressure you'll put on yourselves to close that gap. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're someone who works at Target stocking shelves, something I used to do myself many moons ago. So you're working at Target or you're working at Walmart or wherever, stocking shelves or doing some type of minimum wage work. And one day, someone you know just comes into the store. This is probably someone you went to school with or someone you just met and, you know, they see you and you get into a conversation with this person. So this person tells you what they've been doing in life and what they've been up to and they're doing pretty well for themselves. They're doing pretty well. And this person asks you, what have you been up to? And for you, it's been the same old, same old, and it's been the same old nonsense. And you really don't really have anything of value to say from your perspective. So after a bit, you know, your conversation ends. They say, it was nice seeing you, catch you around, blah, 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 partings, all that. And then afterward, you feel this weird cocktail of inspiration, admiration, longing, and 
envy. Longing for something better, inspiration for knowing that you could do better, admiration that he's doing well, and envy because they're doing well. So you say to yourself, you know, that's it. I've had it. I'm done. I want out. So you start saying and you start setting a goal that you're going to make six figures in income a year from now. All right. And you think that by setting this massive goal of six figures in income that you'll just be able to achieve it because you set the goal and you'll be able to just conjure up the motivation to press on towards that goal. And you definitely can. There are people who have gone from minimum wage work to making six figures in a year through some type of business or being trained in some type of schooling, and they got hired for a higher position with a fast track to promotion. That's possible. It's not unachievable. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's very possible. But you look at yourself where you are right now. Um, you're not in school. You're not really skilled in something that would warrant you making six figures. And your ability to be productive in general just isn't there yet. So the goal of a six-figure income is a very wide chasm from where you are to where you want to be. But you don't do this in type of intentional level setting, and you end up creating these unrealistic expectations. And with that, you create a lot of tension and a lot of pressure as a result. And I'm not just pulling this stuff out of a hat because I'm speaking from experience. When I was younger, and especially when I first got into self-development, I used to put so, 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 so much pressure on myself to do and achieve certain things. And surprise, surprise, when I wouldn't achieve those things, not because they're unrealistic in total, but because they were realistic, but because they're unrealistic from where I was at that point, I would get mad and I'll fly into a fit of rage and I would put even more pressure on myself and the cycle would just continue on and on and on until I hit a wall and I would break down from either fatigue or I'll just get sick and not able to exert myself how I normally would. And you know, that's a shitty way to live. And I realized that, so I stopped it and I left, let off the gas a little bit. Then, you know, lo and behold stuff started happening for me because I was able to actually work towards a realistic, stretch version of that goal. And at this point, you may find yourself resonating with most or even everything I said. And you may say, oh yeah, well, that's great, but how do I stop doing this? I feel this is the only way to really achieve stuff. Well, I've got some things worth considering, and I think if you apply them, they'll take you a long way. So the first one I would say is to get clear on what you want to do in your life and ask yourself if this is something that will take a lot of time. So you ask yourself what you want to do, not what your parents want you to do, not what other people want you to do, what you want to do. So you get clear on that. So going back to that examples of six figures, you can achieve six figures in a year, yes, but most people never do. That's a pipe dream salary for most people. In America here, I think only about 8% of the population makes over a hundred grand a year. So it's not like you're going to be a failure if you never hit it. Um, so pe- some people just set this mark of, oh, I want to achieve six figures. And for some people, I mean, for most people, that's never going to happen. So 
if you achieve the goal of like ninety thousand dollars a year or eighty thousand, whatever, um, does that make you a failure? No, it doesn't. But I mean, um, you can only increase your chances of hitting the six six figure mark by doing things that are make it more likely to happen. Like um, getting into a profession where that happens all the time, like being something like a doctor or running a successful company or being a lawyer. And the common denominator with all of these is that they take T-I-M-E. They take time. They all take time. If you want to become a doctor, expect that to take anywhere from 10 to 14 years, which is a long, long time. If you want to become a lawyer, expect that to take around seven years at the minimum. That's not counting if you have to drop out and then come back in and then repeat stuff. And if you want to run a successful business, also expect that to take anywhere from seven to 10 years. Most businesses don't break even until after the fifth year in business and they don't start generating a profit until around year seven and they don't start becoming really successful until around year 10. Like if you think about Amazon, um, I've used Amazon as an example before, but I'll use them again because I think they're such an anomaly. If you think about Amazon, they ran the course of a business in terms of success. And they are one of the most successful businesses ever. So Amazon, when they were first made by Jeff Bezos, I think they were running like a huge deficit in millions of dollars. They were losing money. And I think they still are losing money. I don't think they're profitable. But the fact is that Amazon is so embedded into our lives now that they're just successful by default because their um, network of supply chain and their reach and influence is so vast. And Amazon, their valuation on the stock market, uh, they're very valued highly because they have a huge, huge uh, growth potential. So Amazon had none of that uh, 20 years ago, back in uh, early 2000s or late 90s. And, you know, there was none of that. So the Amazon that there is today, that took 20 years for that to happen. Uh, so it wasn't overnight. So, um, yeah, you need to think about that. Um, this is not overnight stuff and you need to build that into your plan. So that leads into the next point I have planning. You got to make a plan. You got to ask yourself, how broad do you want this plan to be? Or how granular do you want it to be? If you're looking at a longer time horizon, it needs to be more broad. So, you can compensate for how much is going to happen within that time. So much can happen within a span of something like a decade that you can't foresee. So that's why it helps to be more broad. And that gives you more uh, leeway to adjust things. So if you're looking at stuff within the span of a year or even three months, that's when you start to get more granular. Like, okay, this month I'll do this. This week I'll do this. This day I'll do this. And then you start scoping out from there and then you start making a plan. So third, after you create your plan, you set reasonable deadlines. When people put pressure on themselves, there are usually arbitrary dates that really don't mean anything. One thing you hear a lot is, oh, by 30 years old or by 35 years old, I'll have this or I'll have that or I'll do this or do that. It's like, okay well, what if you don't do this or have this or do that until you're 32 years old or 37 years old or 45 years old? What happens then? Will you just implode? 
And I think that's a lot different than saying, based on my current trajectory and my current level of skill in X area, I expect to achieve this goal by X date. That's different because you're seeing where you are and seeing where you could be with your current level of resources. If your skills and resources aren't enough to achieve the deadline, you simply set another deadline while also creating a way to achieve those skills and resources. If you want to become a lawyer, you're going to have to go to law school. Do you have the money to go to law school? Does your family have the money to send you to law school? If not, can you take out student loans? And then after you finish law school, what branch of law do you want to go into? Do you have connections in that area? If not, how can you start building up connections so that by the time you're finished, you'll have a job lined up? All these things, all these questions, they need to factor into your deadlines. So that's the third one. Then after that, you start building up your level of skill. Like what is your current level of ability in a certain area? How do you increase that? So a friend of mine, he was a psychology major when we finished school, and unfortunately, he saw that people weren't really hiring for someone who just had a psychology undergrad degree. Usually, if you're a psych major, you go get a master's so you can go teach, or you can go to counseling, or go into social work, or something like that, and I believe he didn't want to do any of that, so he eventually decided that he wanted to become a programmer, and he didn't know anything about programming. He never learned anything about it in school, so he just ended up teaching himself. Eventually, he got a job at a company and stayed there for four years, just learning and growing, learning and growing, even though he was getting paid way below market rate for his profession. Now, recently, he just ended up jumping ship to a different company, and he said he virtually doubled his salary. And he knew right off the bat, his level of skill was not enough to make him competitive on the market. So he put his head down and he just worked and learned, worked and learned, then it paid off. So you got to ask yourself, what is my current level of ability and what do I need to get to that next level? It may involve schooling or it may involve self-instruction. You have to figure that out and then make adjustments for that. So that's four, build your competence and your skill over time. The fifth one is to stop comparing yourself. I see this a lot with other people, and I used to fall into this trap a long time ago. And it might be because I'm older now, and I have more perspective. But I still see people much older than me comparing themselves with others. Stop it. Stop it. Comparison with others is a losing game, because on the outside, people always seem to be doing better than you. And you'll always find someone who's doing better than you. You only see the highlights of someone's life, like the vacations, the fancy cars, the weddings, the night outs, the nights out. Um, But what you don't see are the fights, the staggering depressions, and the really ugly parts of being a human being. So I knew someone who looked like he had it all on the surface. You know, he had a great job, came from a great family, he had a great significant other, He looked like he just had everything going for him. Life was going well for him. Then one day I got a call that so-and-so is dead. And I was like, what? What do you mean he's dead? He can't be dead. And turns out he had a hidden addiction to pills. Then he graduated to heroin and then he overdosed. 
So you don't take things at face value. If people are doing well, be happy for them, celebrate them, but never compare your life with theirs. You just don't know what the hell is going on behind closed doors. So take that one as you will. The sixth one I would say is to develop what is called outcome independence. And outcome independence is exactly what it sounds like. You're free from the outcome that results after you take a certain action. You give something your all, you give it your best, but whatever happens afterwards just happens. And whatever the outcome is, you aren't unnecessarily invested in it. So you aren't overjoyous and you aren't distraught. And this is part of what I call the bulletproof mindset. And I wrote an article on this bulletproof mindset some time ago. So if you want to know what this bulletproof mindset is in regards to everything in life, especially in regard to rejection, check out the link in the description to this episode. And then last, but certainly not least, is to manage your expectations. I think a lot of us were told, especially when we were younger, that the world is ours to dream big, to never give up, and you know, all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff is good, and I think you need to give children a boost of esteem, letting them know that, yeah, life is yours for the taking, but you know, in life, things just happen. Life happens to everyone, and it sort of knocks the wind out of us. And also, this managing expectations portion comes from not knowing the reality of the game board, so to speak, the game board of life. And I think many people experience this when they first leave high school and they go into the world. So you don't go into college, you graduate from high school and you just go off into the world. Or if you leave the bubble, that's college. So you delay that process a little bit. So you leave that college bubble. And especially if your parents protected you from the real world, you finish school, you go on to the world, and then you find out that you're not as great as you thought you were. You may have been a stud at school, you may have been a college athlete, this, that, and the other, but when you go out and get your first job and run into the fact that you're a newbie at whatever your chosen field is, you realize that nobody cares. You have very little or maybe even no skill, and the value that you can give is relatively low. So you end up getting paid low, you get no respect, you get treated like a nobody, and you're just like, damn, I didn't didn't think life was like this. So then you start having thoughts of, giving up. Maybe it's the company you're working at, maybe it's the people, but either way, you just want something that's not as hard and you just want to give up. Well, unfortunately, no one told you that, hey man, this is the way things are. You know, life isn't necessarily easy for most people, but you didn't really know that until you got out there and you start experiencing it on your own. So you weren't prepared for that. And over time, what happens if you can manage to go through this process of not wanting to give up and, you know, just throw in the towel and whatever. Over time, you start to temper your expectations for things and you focus more on building skills and achieving goals. And then instead of looking for everything to go your way, especially with minimal or no effort. So this was a lot to take in, I know that. But as a whole, if you take this as a whole, this is a way to get rid of the unnecessary pressure you might place on yourself and focus on actually achieving things that are stretched but still realistic. So summed up, what does this look like? Get clarity on what it is you want to do. That's one. Make a plan to do it. Two, 
set reasonable deadlines. Three, build up your skills. Four, stop comparing yourself to others. Five, develop the bulletproof mindset of outcome independence. Six, and temper your expectations. Seven. So seven things in total that when added up as a whole, create something where you don't have to put all this pressure on yourself and you can actually be proactive and pragmatic. So yeah, that's all I have today. And that's all I have for this episode of Unstoppable Rise. I thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, please head on over to www.unstoppablerise.com for more content that will help you reach your goals and stretch towards your highest and idealized self. I write about topics on the corner of philosophy, productivity, psychology, and self-improvement with a masculine slant. So until next time, stay well and give yourself some slack. All right, adios. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. It doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow. And I truly appreciate your feedback. So until next time, stay good, take care of yourself, take care of other people, and peace.